1: Happy Wednesday, everybody, and we've got a fan-tabulous show coming your way today with the return, the two-month long-awaited return of our friend Morgan from Australia, international correspondent for the Lower After Hours podcast, and a fellow Lebitard Show superfan. We are both members of this weird cult that exists Uh, around this show that's one of the most popular sports programs in the world. And uh, that's our connection to Morgan. And Morgan's a great friend of the show and we love chatting with her and our conversations always go off the walls. Uh, So we just had a bunch of laughs for about about an hour today. So uh, I'm excited for y'all to hear that because Morgan is funny and our conversations are always great. So we'll get to that in a second, but it's Wednesday, and uh, something I want to start here on Wednesdays is a uh, new little segment of da da, da baseball, baseball, baseball da, da 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 baseball, baseball, baseball. So at the very least, once a week, I want to just check in on what's going on on the major leagues. I know on Friday we talked about the trade deadline a good bit, and you know, we talked about the Cubs and Nats getting ready to do fire sales, and boy, did they fire sale. And, you know, we'll get to that in uh, maybe not at all, actually, now that I think about it. Actually, if you want some MLB trade deadline coverage, check out the Slump Buster. I am a, a, a correspondent over there now, so we've got a few videos. Check out the Slump Buster on YouTube if you want some of my MLB trade deadline reactions and some more. Serious NBA talk coming up in the next day. So, check out the Slump Buster as well. Link to that is in the description to today's episode. Um, So, check that out for some trade deadline talk. But for our regular baseball talk, let's play our intro music, which is the Padres rap anthem, all nine innings, created by one Rob Stone. And I love this song so much. So, this is our baseball intro for the season for our new Wednesday baseball segments. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, I love that song. And it is Astros-Dodgers week. The Astros return to Los Angeles for the first time since they cheated the Dodgers potentially out of a World Series. By the way, fun side note, you know how I said when the sign-stealing scandal first broke that this would cause an evolution in the sport where we had electronic signs being delivered? Well, lo and behold, in one of these uh, independent ball leagues, we have experimentations with sign stealing through little wrist, like you know, the little wrist uh, things that Tony Romo used to have. One of those where you can electronically communicate signs with little buzzes. So, ladies and gentlemen, I think I may have been ahead of the curve on this, as as this maybe inches closer towards becoming a reality in Major League Baseball, but. This is about the Houston Astros traveling to Los Angeles to a hostile Dodgers crowd, still pissed over the 2017 World Series and wanting to take their little pound of flesh out on the Astros. And lo and behold, the Astros came in there and shut them out with uh, Lance McCullers getting the 3-0 victory. The Astros are in a weird place because they're in one of these divisions where everything is already set. Like they're seven and a half games ahead of the next closest team, which I believe right now is the Oakland Athletics. And so they're pretty much set in stone where they are. They're five and a half now ahead of the Oakland Athletics, seven and a half ahead of Seattle, who's in third place. So they're pretty much set in stone in their division. Oakland, you know, Oakland might end up making the playoffs, but Oakland's got a difficult road ahead of them. Two games (laughs) Two games ahead of the Yankees, they're trying to just fight the Yankees back like zombies in in World War Z or Fear the Walking Dead or whatever it is that uh, zombie movies used to be or zombie TV shows used to be back when they were cool in pop culture. But the Astros are probably going to win that division. They're the most overwhelming team in the American League, Sands the Chicago White Sox, which is probably looking like our potential ALCS matchup, unless Tampa Bay wants to do the Tampa Bay thing and just go crazy. But the Astros did get their little pound of flesh against the Dodgers, and maybe that's a game that matters more to the Dodgers than the Astros, but the Astros are in this weird place where the rest of their regular season games don't really matter. Like, they can't just totally fall off the face of the earth, but they're kind of good at this point. And you can create stakes and storylines around games. You can draw some interest back into the Houston Astros in 2021 because they got a really good team in 2021. Looks a lot different than the world champion teams or the two time American League champions or the teams that just always beat the Yankees, as I like to call them. Little brother Yankees, big brother Houston Astros. And although those teams look different this year, the Astros are still pretty dominant, even without. George Springer or without Justin Verlander or without Garrett Cole. Uh, and their big moves at the deadline were acquiring a deep bullpen. They got Yimi Garcia as their, se- as their seventh inning guy, uh, Kendall Graveman as their eighth inning guy. And of course, Ryan Presley, the all-star as their closer. And to wrap up our baseball segment, I want to talk about my San Diego Padres because Yes, the Padres are 15 games over 500. Yes, they are firmly in the wild card, and all of this is a race to get to a one-game wild card, but all of my San Diego fans are saying that it is over. Padres Twitter, Padres Humor on Instagram, which, shout out to him, he's got a pretty good Instagram there. I like the, he watches every Padre game every night pretty much. It's kind of obsessive, but the Padres end up winning against Oakland yesterday and over the weekend they won two out of three or no they split four against the Rockies uh but lose Fernando Tatis Jr. for at least two weeks as he re-separates the shoulder that was already a separated shoulder from weeks ago and It's amazing how Fernando Tatis Jr. at 22, we've done multiple podcasts about Fernando Tatis Jr. We did one during the pandemic about 21-year-old all-star Fernando Tatis. We did one after his magical two-home run game in the greatest baseball game in the history of the Padres against the St. Louis Cardinals where he hit two homers and Will Myers hit two homers and it was like 11-9 to and... Or, I'm sorry, they were down 5 1, then had an amazing comeback to win like 11 5, and they won a playoff series for the first time in my memorable lifetime. And we've talked about Tatis quite a bit, but the fact that he was 22 years old, won, and was going to on pace to run away with the MVP. Now, part of that was because Acuna tore his ACL, and Jacob DeGrom is out until September. And so the betting odds, like next closest guy is like Trey Turner or Zach Wheeler. But even though Tatis was going to run away with the MVP, he was doing it all season with a separated shoulder that during his first IL stint, we thought was going to be the end of Fernando Tatis and the end of the Padres. But now he's gone and the Padres are chugging along. They won 8-1 yesterday. Austin Nola, who I wasn't certain... Survived, was was you know alive every now and then you get an Austin Nola sighting like a Bigfoot but he had four hits for the Padres drove in two runs it was a wonderful victory against Oakland they play this afternoon in Oakland and uh was debating whether or not to go to the game uh, I live about two hours away so it would have been a nice little trip over and I decided you know what 1230 in the afternoon, I'm good. I'll just watch it on TV or not watch it at all because there's 162 games and everything that the Padres do, whether it's pretend like they're trading for Scherzer and then not get Max Scherzer and then watch Scherzer and Trey Turner go to the Dodgers, whatever the Padres do, all of it will lead to a one-game playoff no matter what. Five years of a rebuild, an entire city's hopes and dreams Yes, it's going to be a fun regular season, but it's a long regular season. It's not like last year where every game meant so much more that I was watching every game with intense interest. It's a shorter season. It was a shorter season. Now it's a longer season. And uh, my San Diego Padres, for five years of a rebuild, 20 years of mediocrity, a fan base that all of a sudden has rallied around this team in San Diego and made it basically America's team. They have a slogan. That's like the most exciting team in this in baseball and in major league. I think it was the most exciting team in major league baseball. I just looked at it and I said, why can't you just take it one step further and go to America's team? Just call yourselves America's team. I'll call the Padres America's team. I'm a Padres fan, literally staring at my Tatis Jersey in my closet right now. And I'm a Padres fan. We're America's team and all of it. It doesn't matter because it comes down to a totally random one game wild card in sample sizes of baseball where the worst teams in the history of baseball win one out of every three games and the best teams ever win two out of every three games. So even though we lose Max Scherzer and Trey Turner, what does that do? Swing it 2% more in favor of the Dodgers. I don't think it's that significant of a loss, although I will say if Tatis is done for the season. Which we'll find out in the next couple weeks. Padres got no chance of winning the World Series. Maybe they can win the one-game wild card because you can win a one-game wild card with anyone—literally anyone—and maybe they get to the divisional round. But they gonna get slaughtered by the Dodgers if they don't. As good as Manny Machado is. They are going to get slaughtered by the Dodgers if they well, actually, if they play the Dodgers in the one game wild card, that'll help because that's who they'd play right now. The Dodgers are three games back of the San Francisco Giants that still make absolutely no sense, but they have a really fun song that we like to play here on the podcast. And you know what? To close out our baseball segment, I think I'm going to play the San Francisco Giants song to introduce our friend Morgan from Australia. Because the San Francisco Giants, I've been saying they're going to fall apart, and here we are in August, and they're still in first place with the same crappy team that won 70 games two years ago. I just don't understand any of it. But hey, now they've got Chris Bryant, and they got him on the cheap, so good for the Giants. Enjoy your little song that we like to play here on the podcast, your 70s anthem uh, that is only... Surpassed by the Miami Dolphins, 70s anthem, Miami has the Dolphins, the greatest football team. Hello, Morgan. Hey, how you doing? I'm good. I, uh, <laughs> I, th- I think you'll appreciate this story as a, as a fellow Levitard superfan that I had my career highlight on today's show. Uh, my career highlight in content creation and memes and everything in between. I had my career highlight when I got unofficially retweeted by Dan Levitard live on the air today. So I'm riding that high for the last two hours.
0: Wow. Congratulations.
1: Yes, they were talking about Zach Wilson. And he, um, they were talking about how Zach Wilson looks like a child. And he had said that he looks like someone in a Disney Channel pilot. And I just smiled because that was my original meme that went viral on like the, the NFL memes IG account. And we made a we made a 25-character, 10-act script in the spirit of Levitardian fashion, and then it got reposted today, and it made it all worth it. Just that I got the shout-out on The Levitard Show was greater of a career highlight than our most popular podcast ever.
0: <laughs> wow. I, I feel honored to be here on such an amazing day for you
1: yes well amazing two hours i've been riding that high basically and now we get to come here and laugh about uh, the boomers i assume at some point
0: why are we laughing about the boomers excuse me we have nothing to laugh about
1: <laughs> we kind of just do laughing on these these podcasts usually it's just 40 minutes of laughter and jokes which we
0: will be praising the boomers thank you very much
1: I what have the boomers done? I'm not I'm not an Olympian or an Olympic person. The uh, Boomers
0: beat Argentina by 30 something points last night. They annihilated them.
1: Who's on Argentina cuz I know Luis Scola used to be there. Yeah, but... Luis
0: Scola played his last game and was given a tribute that went too long. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think that's the only way I can describe it. It was like it was really touching. It was very classy like a standing ovation mid-game, which went for too long. <laughs> and he was cr- <laughs> he was crying and uncomfortable. And they were still standing up and clapping. And I was like, okay, we're done. They, here. Were,
1: they were honoring that 16 years ago you when he beat when he beat team usa with Alan Iverson and Jason Kidd.
0: I think he's 41 and they clapped for like 41 <laughs> seconds. Maybe <so. laughs> longer. Like it just it wouldn't stop and, like, I, I'm an emotional person, so I was like, oh, that's so lovely. And then I was like, okay, we're done. Come on. Let's keep We're
1: moving. good here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean... He,
0: yeah, he gets it. Like, he's crying. This I, is awkward. I, can we go?
1: I thought that was a joke. Like, I had assumed Luis Scola was long gone from the NBA ever since he was on that, uh, that 2016 Nets team that was truly one of the worst in NBA history. But also, I can name you all 12 players that were on the worst Nets team in the history of the NBA. But... That I just thought that was the last stop of his career, and that he wasn't playing basketball anymore. And here he is pulling up to the Olympics four years after that.
0: Well, they did uh, make a point to say that, like he always prioritized playing for Argentina and blah blah blah. blah. Like in the lead up to him going off the court, and probably during the ten minutes standing ovation. (laughs)
1: The (laughs) 10-minute standing ovation for for progress for the world. In world basketball, Luis Scola made more progress than any other person in the world.
0: He dedicated his career to representing his country, and I know all about it. (laughs)
1: Yes, as the as Australia makes it to the semifinals for the first time in the country's history. Do they play the US next or do they have Luca? I don't I don't know. Uh, we I
0: play the US it. next. I, no, I think that was the semifinal. I think we're now into the quarterfinals. Um let me check. Um yes, against the US.
1: The final four, right? They're down to four teams, I think. We
0: are down there's to a good four chance, teams, that's there's correct. There's a
1: good chance you're going to medal. I know I know the U.S. is there. I know Luke no, is there.
0: No, we finished fourth many a time. There's not a good chance that we'll medal. There's a good chance we'll finish fourth.
1: <laughs> okay. That's that's a little pessimistic, you're sounding. Yes, I
0: have, that's what I have to do. I have to go into this worst-case scenario. I can't go in there with my hopes up because, like, as – As biased as I am, if the best team wins, the best team, then we win. But we don't have the best players. So
1: So looks like France and Evan Fournier, who, of course, the Uh, Knicks paid $20 million to, um it looks like those are the other two so you, you, even if you lose to the u.s you can you can beat luca you can beat the uh the, the you Evan can beat fournier. luca when you lose to us excuse me
0: yeah you can I go mean, and play luca we will play luca no you won't in the gold you won't medal match. You'll you'll lose too. no you'll play fournier and he's going to be Olympics Fournier like Patty Mills is Olympics Fournier, Patty Mills.
1: Fournier is <laughs> gonna be the new he's gonna be the new Scola, that's what you're saying. He's
0: gonna be Scola, Patty Mills. Everything that he wasn't at the Celtics. Fuck off Evan.
1: No, I, I want coming. this one more. No, I, I want Patty Mills to win that and then lose to Evan Fournier. That's what I want to happen. I want them to beat the US only to have Evan Fournier stomp on all of their dreams.
0: You're an asshole
1: I mean, the, yeah, kind of. Isn't but they've never, how, meddled, isn't they've, they've, never
0: they've never even meddled before. So you've it, got a
1: pretty good chance, then, you know. Yeah,
0: but it will be a great achievement if they are to meddle. Yeah, but with, this this would have been our best opportunity for gold.
1: Who else is there besides Jingles? Which again, I call them Jingles because it sounds like a disease. Uh, Jingles and Patty Mills and. I, I don't know is there anyone else in, in the in the Australian uh, team?
0: Yeah. Matisse Tybel
1: Oh, that's right. Matisse Tybel's one of those. And he has guys. been
0: sneaky good sneaky good. Um, obviously the best Australian that plays for the 76 is Matisse Tybel. Um, yep. no, and for then, now for now nope nope, nope. <laughs> currently. <laughs> and um, uh, Delhi.
1: Oh, yes, Delhi. that's right. He, go. I saw he couldn't even get minutes in that U.S. exhibition. I was like, damn, I thought Dele really get was minutes. minutes.
0: Delhi's a starter. Shut up. Um, <laughs> uh, Aaron Baines, but he got injured in the strangest way. So he went off the court to go to the toilet and then slipped in the toilet and injured his neck and is out of the Olympics.
1: Wait, we're believing that. We're believing that that happens because that feels like the people who kind of fake their injury to make sure his contract is guaranteed on whatever team Aaron Baines plays for. No, not,
0: no I don't. I think he's a free agent. I don't think
1: it helps him. Oh well, that that, that would actually make it more believable then. This is yeah, like, the... I, and I don't.
0: I don't think he's got that kind of that in him. He's not really that kind of dude, and it doesn't really help us at all for him to fake an injury.
1: <laughs> yeah, it says slipping in bathroom. You are correct. Uh, that is. See, that's one of those all-time great stories, like uh, John Wall slipping down the stairs in his house and tearing his Achilles. I put all of that in air quotes. Um, By the way, Dante Exum, Australian. Dante Exum,
0: correct. Yeah, he's been really good, too. Um, And uh, newly acquired San Antonio Spur that nobody knows, Jock Landale this okay, guy yes, today.
1: you are correct. I saw your recent tweet. That was the first time I've heard of his name, and I will forget about it immediately after. So
0: Well, I'll just keep talking about it then. So on ESPN Daily today, <laughs> Wendy said that he was going to go to the Heat. So I thought, well, who needs to hear this? Obviously, the Heat won't know who Jock Landale is. So how do I get this out there? Well, I go to the person in charge of Heat Culture on Twitter, Parakeet Cortez, and I tell him that Jock Landale might – be going to the heat, and he didn't know who that was. But now, then he did. And he DM me six hours later, and he says, "I hate him because he went to San Antonio." <laughs> so,
1: yeah, mayor of heat propaganda. If you're not with us, the, yeah, you're against it. us.
0: Yeah, and Jock Landau is now against us, and he hates him. Sorry, sorry.
1: Yeah, uh, and they were also spurred by Patty Mills, who they blame Brian Windhorst for getting their hopes up, or for getting the the mayor for, of Heat Highlands program. Yeah, yeah, up. for
0: for ruining everything for Parakeet. Parakeet was like. Googling Jock Landau and all of a sudden I wasted his
1: time. Well, it's been a pretty good week for the Heat, though. I I wouldn't, apart from the fact that they saved a max contract for Giannis and that turned into Duncan Robinson and P.J. Tucker. Other than that, it's been a pretty good week for the Miami Heat, though. Has it really? They're closer to the Sixers, right? (laughs) They're at least closer to the Sixers than they were yesterday.
0: But you don't know what the Sixers do with their their broken leg on the side that they've got to get rid of.
1: Uh, Of course. Nobody, nobody knows what to do with Tyrese Maxey, huh? Yeah, that's That's what it is. That's right. I assume you were talking about Tyrese Uh Maxey in there or, uh, yeah i don't know who else is a fun sixer name shake milton shake milton still hanging out with the sixers i'm guessing they saw him drummond that i thought that was funny that drummond and dwight just basically switched teams like you want to take your problem child and we'll take your problem child and that's what let's
0: see if we can make this one work
1: yeah, no, I, I love, I mean, again, there's so much, I literally have a top 10 of funniest things that I found in free agency, but uh, and also seven through 10 are just Doug McDermott. Seven through 10 are all Doug McDermott getting gigantic <laughs> contracts every year. I don't understand it. I haven't seen him play in five years. He keeps getting giant contracts from every team. Um, but <laughs> one of the funny things is just the way the Lakers built out their roster, which was just, they tried something new last year. They brought a Schroeder. They bought a Harrell. And then they just said, nope, we're going back to what we know best, which is three stars and all minimum contract, guys. We're doing what we do best after that.
0: And there's like three people under 30.
1: Yep, pretty much. And one of them is, I think, Joel Yayi, a March Madness hero for Gonzaga. That is the basic construct of the Lakers is just Wayne Ellington's and Shake Milton – no, not Shake Milton. Uh, the other funny one, Malik Monk. That's the other funny guy. Malik Monk. Uh, oh, gosh, he has an amazing name on Twitter. I forgot what it is. He's got an amazing Twitter bio. But, yeah, the Lakers are just bringing in everyone who's small. Oh, his, his uh, social media name is God of Dunk. God of Dunk is Malik Monk's name, who averages – Basically less points than KCP while shooting 3% worse from three than KCP. <laughs> uh. Do the
0: Lakers have like a thing where they have to have somebody that has a hyphenated name on their team?
1: I guess. I mean, they've got a few of them now. I mean, you can, you can throw mellow in the mix, of course, because mellow is, that's going to be interesting. You've got Malik Monk uh let's see wayne ellington is uh, isn't he the the man with the golden arm isn't that wayne ellington's <laughs> nickname well who else they got
0: i don't even know half of these people are what are they doing
1: oh, you don't know wayne ellington you no, don't know yes
0: and i know i know who mellow is <laughs> <laughs>
1: They got a Trevor Reza hanging there. He'll play zero uh-huh. minutes in the playoffs, but Trevor yeah, Reese is hanging out there. Alfonso uh, McKinney. Alfonso McKinney is still there. That's right. Alfonso McKinney was one of the six players that they had on the roster after the Mar- Russell, Russell. Western trade. Yeah, Mar- Marc Gasol, He's hanging out there. <laughs> Who else they got there? There's got to be another yeah. funny name on that list. There's no. like seven of them. There's got Oh, Kendrick Nunn. Kendrick Nunn's a Laker now. That's another good name. Yeah, that's, that, that's that, it. Kent yeah, Bazemore. Another, that's all. Another region. Ah, the base Gaze. Oh, fan favorite in Sacramento. God, everyone loved Kent Bazemore for those months. Fan favorite
0: in season. Sacramento. Sentences oh, yeah. You never thought you'd hear.
1: Oh, my gosh. They chanted MVP for Rashawn Holmes one time, and all of a sudden he was getting a $56 million contract from the Kings. <laughs> Oh, it was magical two months that kent Bazemore was a king were some of the best two months of kings basketball my best two months i mean meaningless basketball on the way to a 30 win season in 2020 <laughs> <laughs> then he was in the bubble and doing interviews on local radio that swung the hearts back to kent Bazemore after they forgot about him during the pandemic <laughs> sure tim yes from Sacramento, by the way. So I was I was there in the audience for two magical moments. One, when they chanted MVP for Rashawn Holmes. And two, when I made jokes about a seventh man on the Pistons just before the pandemic last year. He said, look at this guy scoring 20 points a game. No one's ever going to hear of bum-ass Christian Wood ever again
0: you didn't have to clarify that you from sacramento because
1: yeah. nobody else would know this shit <laughs> nope nobody knows about the new new york knicks even though the knicks haven't gotten that much better at least the knicks have an all-star now the kings are just the worst franchise in the nba actively trying to win
0: they have an all-star
1: yeah
0: and they have
1: Fournier? <laughs> they got Fournier. Oh, that was one of the 10 funniest things on here. Since we'd seven through 10 are just Doug McDermott. Uh, we've also got the Knicks paying $66 million a year now for this starting five. Derek Rose. This is before we get to Julius Randle. Derek Rose, Reggie Bullock, Alec Burks, Evan Fournier, and Nerlens Noel. That's $66 million a year. Two max contracts for that starting lineup. <laughs> <laughs> they lost mike conley they lost the rosen they lost kyle lowry they lost chris paul it's like it's like 2010 all over again everyone goes to miami and chicago and the knicks are stuck with shit that's
0: amazing and yet they still think like they're the mecca They're where everyone wants to come to play yeah
1: they won one playoff game and started chanting F. Trey Young all over the streets of New York while they jumped on cars. And then there was some random guy dressed like Spider-Man asking them questions about Trey Young. It was a very weird time in the world. <sighs> yeah. The Knicks are just The Knicks are the Knicks. Are the a Knicks, are the Knicks. Yeah. Cold, but now they say. have. Now they have an all-star, and the Eastern Conference kind of sucks. And now Chicago really wants to come for their sixth seed, so it's not—it's it, a weird time to be a Knicks fan. It's a weird time to just be the Knicks in general. It's a weird time to be any of those mediocre teams in the East.
0: The East does not suck. I'm trying to convince myself that's not
1: the case. No, don't worry, don't worry, Miss Celtics fan. Like it's—it's it's like right after the Celtics is where it starts to drop off. Like the don't Celtics worry. Si-
0: what 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 are you going to give me? Like, w- what comfort do you have for me, please?
1: At least you're not the Bulls. Who <laughs> Shut just... up! That's
0: not comfort.
1: <laughs> you're still a, you, you're still better than the Bulls. At least you're still the sixth best team in the East, right? You got Josh Richardson, who's basically just the Ted Ginn of football of basketball. So that's a Didn't... plus.
0: No, it's not a plus because Ted Ginn played for my football team. <laughs> Stop
1: it. you just get the guy whenever they come to their team everyone gets excited hey we got josh richardson and then a year later he's getting traded like i don't know what it is but it happens every year to josh richardson at least the last three years but hey good luck celtics <laughs> gave up the 16 pick in the draft at that you gave up the guy that uh that won the mvp in the turkish league that Havistro was telling us about he gave him up or Josh right. Richardson.
0: Right. Thanks Tom, you could have told us
1: before. Yeah, that was the pick that you traded in the Kemba trade and then flipped to get Josh Richardson. So, yeah, congratulations. You traded Turkish MVP for Josh Richardson. Hopefully that works out well for you guys. Okay. Hey, you also got Chris Dunn. How about you got, that?
0: You got Al Horford now.
1: Yeah, you got Al Horford. You replaced Kemba Walker with Chris Dunn, which, even though Kemba Walker was bad last year, he wasn't Chris Dunn, who, and this is a real fact, made $5 million and scored five points last year. Chris Dunn scored five total points and made $5 million. Hmm. But hey, now he's your backup point guard.
0: I'm reading an article on Forbes. into Brad Stevens keeps putting his mark on Boston Celtics' roster. I'm just like, why are you writing this,
1: Forbes? Yeah. Why? Why? Like, what is his mark? It it looked like at the beginning he was just going to target all the people he used to coach back in 2013. It was like Jeff Green is connected to the Boston Celtics, and they couldn't even get those guys. Let's
0: date this article. All right, great. July 31st. So let's see how wrong this article actually was. <laughs> Stevens is not yet satisfied with the Celtics point guard position, with rumors swirling around about Lonzo Ball. No, Patty Mills. No, Ricky Rubio. Piss off.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I found out Ricky Rubio is in Cleveland now. That made me so sad that they don't even like the they don't even like the guards that they have, and then they're just trading for more guards. It made me so sad for Ricky Rubio. <laughs>
0: He annoys me. He's always annoyed me,
1: even though he looks like uh, a Spanish telenovela star riding a white horse on a sandy beach.
0: Yeah, and he plays like one against my team all the time. Fuck off.
1: Oh, so he's a Celtic killer. That's good to know. Yeah,
0: That's... like all those kind of players are like, oh no, I'm not going Wait, to profile just... anyone.
1: But like, who else? Who else is a Celtic killer? Bellinelli. Oh, Bellinelli. Okay, Bellinelli's a Celtic killer. Yes. Danny Green on that list? I know Danny Green had that one game for the Sixers. I don't know but, if it was against the no, Celtics. No, like the Sixers,
0: boo. No. Nah.
1: <laughs> it was against one of the Green teams. I couldn't remember who it was, where Danny Green had that one magical game where he could finally shoot again on the Sixers, and then just never happened again.
0: Yeah, it, it might have been us. I don't care. Like Danny Green, I, I, see, I don't see Danny Green as the Sixers, so it doesn't offend me.
1: All right. But anyways, were there any other point guards on that list after Lonzo, Patty Mills, Ricky Rubio?
0: No, it was a list nope. of three.
1: No, nope. they're going to go get Dante. Exa Boston now. has a
0: lot of point guards. Smart, Dunn, Peyton Pritchard, Carson Edwards, but none that are of starting quality.
1: So they Stevens is
0: de-aging this team, but I thought that there was talk that Smart was going to be gone.
1: Yeah, but now they can't get anyone else. Now they're starting Peyton Pritchard at point guard.
0: Yeah, this sounds really excellent. I'm really happy yeah. about all of this.
1: But you're still better than the Bulls, who are trying so hard to be good, and they're just not. Because that was another funny thing. How bad does Kobe White feel? Like, I know he was like a top five pick, and he's, he's been all right. Like, he averaged a few dozen points. But Zach Levine's like, look, we need to get better as a team. And they didn't bring in one guard they brought in two point guards. And then everyone said, okay, they're going to move Kobe White to shooting guard. And then they immediately signed DeRozan. Like, you've been replaced three times. You were replaced as the starting point guard by Lonzo, the backup point guard by Caruso, and the, start- the backup shooting guard by DeMar DeRozan. You've been replaced three times in, like, 24 hours.
0: Yeah, that's what I heard.
1: <laughs> yeah, by Caruso. You got replaced by Caruso. (laughs) Um, uh, But the Celtics are still better than them. As much as they try, the Celtics are still better than the Bulls, who really want the seven seed. They want the seven seed so bad. It's so weird. (laughs) Cannot have it. Nope. You can't have it because the Mecca has Evan Fournier now. (laughs) And Mario Hizonia, I assume, is somewhere around there still. When he flexed on LeBron that one time, I imagine he's still getting paid by them just for that one moment.
0: So I didn't get to talk – I didn't get to talk – oh, brag um, dra- about draft, the NBA draft, and I'm oh. pretty, pretty happy with um, OKC taking Josh Giddy at number six. Very happy with this.
1: Another, huh. another
0: Australian into the league.
1: This
0: time um, a lottery pick. Yeah, a lo- this time a lottery pick. We've had more number one picks than anywhere in the
1: world. Thank well, you. you guys just adopt Kyrie Irving and say that's yours. You adopt New him. Jersey. He was
0: born here. Jerk.
1: He's from New Jersey. He was born here
0: in the city, <laughs> right? Anyway, whatever. Josh Giddey, Victoria my state zone, born and bred Josh Giddy. His dad played in the NBL, um, Warwick Giddey. Um So I remember him from when I was growing up because he played – in not I, he played in the team I supported for a while but he left after a bit anyway so it's been lovely to watch Josh's career progress he played in the NBL last season and to see him get drafted so early I was ecstatic
1: yeah he gets to be the focal point of this terrible okay yeah. team for the next it's few it's years. really
0: lovely to see him go to
1: the worst place in the league great. Is it the worst place? In the... I guess the Pistons have Cade now. That would have been the worst place in the league. I guess it is the worst place in the league now. Especially because they will trade you any second they get.
0: They well, I hope they do. You. I hope they do trade him. Can he go to the Celtics?
1: <sighs> do they have anything left there? Let's see. Maybe. I don't know who they could get from the Celtics. But, yeah, no. Uh, I, loved, um, I loved that Oklahoma City tried to trade Shy Gilgit's Alexander and then immediately signed him to like a hundred and seventy million dollar <laughs> extension. I was like, that's not reassuring. Like you're gonna package him and giddy at some you were ready to package him and giddy. You're probably gonna do it for the right player at this point. But
0: but we've got nothing to give. Like the only things of worth we have are well, not just worth the city. But are not worth giving up to anyone. Like we've got two worthwhile, valuable pieces. And they're not worth trading for anything but top level that no one's going to trade for. So,
1: Yes, only the top 10 players that aren't available right now because all of them want to stay in the same place. And so everyone else is just left to pick at, at the Kyle Lowry's of the world. Yeah, at the carcass, the at way. the
0: absolute carcass of the NBA. Like we've been having these discussions over the last couple of weeks, like what, what would we pay for Dame? And...
1: Oh, as delusional Celtics fans, you mean? Yeah. What would you pay yeah. for Dame? Okay,
0: yeah. And oh, we it wouldn't be Jason.
1: No, I, I I would imagine that it would be the same package for for James Harden. Like, you know, Jalen Brown, Marcus Smart, a few of those picks that don't exist anymore. Uh, mm. I don't know, Grant Williams. Maybe you dump Grant Williams in there. But uh, he's so happy yeah but it, i like him he's got I a mean, nice you don't, spirit you don't have to convince me to love grant williams i picked tennessee to win the national championship in my bracket and i became the biggest fan in the world of jordan boone and admiral Schofield and grant williams for like two weeks i'm still holding on to that magical run that they had but yeah i don't know like all those picks were supposed to turn into something and now it's just you know there's a robert williams here a Peyton Pritchard over there here, down here. We've got your, uh, your semi, oh, semi Ojala is not there anymore. I think he signed somewhere he's else. He's Okay. I, I, he's on, he's on one of those bad teams. I think uh, maybe Detroit did send, did he join a Linux in Detroit? I'm, I feel like he's in Detroit now. Uh, oh, he's on the box. Oh, that's way better. That's way better. He's on Milwaukee now. Oh my Lord. What an upgrade for him. <laughs> going from the, the the mediocre celtics to the reigning chance that's a victory for Ogilvy. i had him going to detroit it's
0: poor timing he <laughs> used to ring you dickhead like why he go no anyway. well, now he
1: gets to replace pj tucker right that's basically what his role is now or is divincenzo the person who's replacing pj doesn't Tucker? it's
0: poor timing you don't go after a year before fool
1: yeah, I mean, we'll tell Bobby Portis that he had a chance to walk away from all of that on top. And he decided, nope, I'm going to sacrifice $20 million just for the torment of pressure. He could have just walked away and collected his money and then, you know, $25 million richer. But he signed up for misery. <laughs> oh, <wow. laughs> to your to your point with uh, with your friend Giddy. Um, are you so? Are you at the stage now in your life where you're starting to watch the kids of people you grew up watching? Uh,
0: yeah, and, um, and, and feeling, that's re- feeling that's re- your
1: mortality a bit.
0: Um, I don't know. If, so I'm not not sure about so much. Like I know I'm old, but um, especially in the sport that I follow the most in Australia, Australian rules football. Um, like we have a there's a father son rule. So like you draft players of ex-players that played a certain amount of games, or whatever. So it kind of keeps like the tradition going and um, which is a really nice thing to have. And sorry, in my team currently we have, I think, maybe six sons of past players, which um, is really nice. But at the same time, it's like I watched their dads. I loved their dads and I now watch them as children play. And um, yeah, It ages you, certainly ages you. But um, I don't really remember Josh Giddey's dad, but I know his name very, very much.
1: Okay, so you're you're hanging around the territory. I am because I didn't think you were like, you know, remarkably old. Where all of a sudden these are the stars you grew up with. Like, there's one uh, baseball player right now who I found out was the son of my brother's favorite player when he was like seven on the Padres and apparently his sons in the majors. Now I'm like, Oh, that's the first case of someone we watched whose child is now in the same sport, but I'm, I'm getting there slowly, but steadily. It seems like you're getting the first generation of sons of players.
0: Like, yeah, at my club, at least like I've, I, I sort of remember like, there's a guy who's finished his career now and he was the son of a player when I was very young. So I feel very old looking at him,
1: but yeah, because yeah, I'm, I'm the same age as the people getting drafted now. So that's my... Yeah, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's something that freaked me out was um, in November when Lamello was drafted. I remember when the whole Lonzo, L- Jello, Lamello, where they were all famous and had a Facebook show and all that stuff was going on. I remember I was in the 10th grade and they said that Lamello was in the 10th grade. I, I, and then I came full circle four years later. I'm like holy shit, I'm the same age as LaMelo Ball, and he's getting drafted in the NBA now. Oh, my Lord. There are people now being drafted from 2003 into the NBA.
0: Yeah, so Josh Giddey was born in 2002.
1: And that... that, (laughs) He's younger than me. That hurts me on a
0: very deep level. Um,
1: He's um, younger than me now,
0: no. Younger than you. I was in high school when he was born. (laughs)
1: <laughs> oh no!
0: It's alright. I don't look. I'm just telling myself that. No. Anyway, he, and he does look like he's five as well. Like he's a very scrawny little thing. That is true. A little thing.
1: He's <laughs> <laughs> a scrawny little thing. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. If I say that about somebody. of these he's hot, but yeah, the, he's that's the number yeah. six pick in the draft.
0: I mean, scrawny little thing. <laughs> <laughs> this is me and Adonis.
1: Oh, no. Why are we doing this to Giddy? No, <laughs> he didn't him. deserve this. I love
0: him. He makes me giddy. <laughs> That's terrible, sorry. Bam bam. bam I'll be fine. Bam. Bam.
1: Um, yeah. <laughs> I was going I was thinking of silence or loser game show sound. Oh, you shouldn't even be with
0: silence. I would have cried
1: Yeah, no, just let you drown in in just that okay, joke. Please. Just,
0: I'll just just mute my microphone
1: and just turn around. You Um, know what you did. (laughs) You know what you did. Um, What else is funny here? Uh, Will Barton. That was funny to me. Will Barton was always the albatross contract, and then it expired. And then the Nuggets said, hey, let's give you $16 million again just to match in a future trade that we make for Bradley Beal. <laughs> we, need, we need someone to match the contracts. Might as well have it be Will Barton. So there's a, lots of fun little names to drop in here. Usually it happens with the Olympic teams, like just these weird names that we remember because they end up becoming Olympic heroes like Patty Mills. Who's He's not gonna... a hero.
0: He hasn't won anything yet.
1: Oh, my gosh. You, you're you saying that Patty Mills is not an Olympic hero? He's an, Austral-
0: He's an Australian hero. He's a wonderful representative of our country, of his people, of our Indigenous people, and he is a wonderful ambassador for us. He hasn't won anything
1: Okay, but this is the thing. If we're going to come up with a captain Australia at this point, like uh, if if LaMelo, or not, if Carmelo is Captain America, if we're coming up with a captain, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, then, yeah, that's fine, but win as a representation of your country,
0: you would give me much something rather... patty. Like I'm begging you, please. This is this is my plea to you as a passionate green and gold Australian. Give me something yeah, just cover the one, just, just cover one time. The I'm going to use my one time on this. Please, Patty. one time. I want a medal.
1: Okay. I was going to say, just please win something, except the one time that you beat the US like two weeks ago in an exhibition. But other just, than that. just
0: I want a medal.
1: <gasps> You'll take bronze? You'll take bronze by beating up on Fournier?
0: I want them to win something without that idiot who is not playing with them. And then I want him to never win one.
1: Oh, you're talking about Bogut, right?
0: No. Oh, he, he replied to my tweet this week.
1: <laughs> oh, If you
0: ever feel like you really just want to go, like, fishing on Twitter, you kind of want to fight with somebody, just tag Andrew Bogut. He'll respond every time. He can't not. He's obsessed he with it. He
1: responds to everything? Yes, everything. I did not know so
0: he, was, he was commentating because um, he's doing the basketball country um, for Australia. And it's and he's been really good. Like, he's actually very good. But because I'm so used to him speaking absolute shit on Twitter, I don't like him because he's an idiot. Anyway, so somebody tweeted how great it was to have the great Andrew, uh, Andrew Berg, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, it was nice for him to make sense. for Once I, I said something like, like, like smarmy, but not really that offensive. And he's replied to me with a whole bunch of emojis. (laughs) (laughs) Like within about five minutes, I was like, get a fucking life, mate. You just finished commentating.
1: That is unfortunate. I knew it. I I knew
0: it. As soon as I responded to the person, I thought that person's probably big enough that he'll read it and then he's going to reply to me. And he did. (laughs) Come at me. Come at me, Andrew. I'll take
1: it. Well, so here's where I was going to take it instead of the Andrew Bogut route. But the Andrew Bogut route is is actually a good one. The thing I was going to say is if you're looking for a physical embodiment of Australia, if it's not going to be him, it's going to be dad bod jingles. And you don't want jingles being the representation of athletic prowess in your country when he has a dad bod and a bit of a gut. Yes, we do. We you don't want care what jingles. you think of
0: us. We don't care what you think about us. Like, dad bods became hot all of a sudden. Why? Because of people like Jingles and because of people like us who don't <laughs> give a fuck. Like, jingles jingles, jingles gives everyone hope. No, he, no he's, he's a nice man. He's a good man. And he's the kind of man that you could only hope to snap up after your first divorce. Like,
1: he's all right. <laughs> <laughs> Jingles is indeed a sex symbol for middle-aged women in Australia. Oh no, <laughs> Jingles! No, oh no. What
0: do you mean? We've got some of the best-looking men in the world from here.
1: And Jingles,
0: and Jingles. You and have we're Patty we're... Mills
1: exactly. We're... Patty Mills is smoldering hot. We high. have
0: like the Hemsworths, and when I we did not we.
1: Prefer... I did not realize the accent was Australian, there,
0: huh? We're the Hemsworths and Jingles.
1: <laughs> yeah, the fact that those two come from the same part of the world is Hugh quite Jackman. Remarkable. Hot, Hugh Jackman, yes, and anyway. Jingles and Patty and... Mills. Patty Mills yeah. is smoldering. Uh, Patty Mills is right up there as some of the finest NBA players in the world. But and a great flag bearer,
0: he carried our flag into the Olympic arena. He, it's lovely to he's see.
1: Captain Australia. You got to yeah. embrace that win or lose. If they don't get a medal, they don't get a medal. Maybe Ben Simmons will come in the next few years, or probably don't, not. No,
0: he won't. No, he won't. The only place he will ever be seen in a boomer's uniform is on the side of the effing building in the middle of the city, right next to the stadium that he's never played at. Because I don't know why they painted him on there just to see what he'd look like in the colors because he's never going to wear them.
1: Yeah. You said
0: like, it. I said it a year ago when the Olympics got delayed. I blamed him because I said he didn't want to play for us, and that's why the Olympics were delayed. And he still didn't play for us.
1: Nope. And he probably won't. But like Simone
0: Biles copped all that shit. She was there. She was in her uniform. She was representing her country. But she was scared for her life spinning upside down. He just can't get the ball in the hoop.
1: Yeah. He's going to pass out of that one, which – he's. He's pathetic. And when you phrase it like that, I feel kind of bad for Duncan on Ben Simmons, pun intended there, but it is, it is really funny. Everything about Ben Simmons is funny. The fact that Australia wants him to be their, Australia wants him to be their champion, their No, hope. no, 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 no.
0: We don't. We want him to be one of us. We wanted to bring him into the team because he do- he doesn't, he doesn't, Generate feelings for Australians the way other Australian basketballers have.
1: Australians, like Kyrie Irving, or you no, 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 like no, 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 no. one claims him.
0: We don't claim him. Only when I talk mm, about, yeah, like, I, my, not, only, like me, only me, only me. When I talk about, we talk. Yeah, when I talk about the one number one draft picks, no one claims him. But when, like, no one has an emotional connection to Ben Simmons because Ben Simmons doesn't see himself as being an Australian. He hasn't represented us. He doesn't. He doesn't speak like us or for us or about us in any glowing terms and that's okay if he has negative experiences here I'm happy for him to voice them but he has nothing nice to say about us and he doesn't appear to be one of us when he is never here or representing us and it like it is it being playing in the NBA I get it is the biggest thing in the sport but that's not our country so for us we want you to represent us. In our colours, in the Olympics, that's a big deal to us, and it doesn't matter to him. So we don't care about him either. Well, I do because I'm a bitter bitch, but most other people don't care.
1: Morgan from Australia, ladies and gentlemen, the the bitter bleep right there. That is a, that is a great monologue to walk out with an Australian basketball team that she cares about fiercely, and literally no one else cares about. Is it a white thing? I'm trying to figure it out. Is it just because Doug McDermott's white? He's not even a good player. He was splitting time with Jakar Sampson last year. Like, why does he keep getting gigantic contracts? Put it on I the poll tie. Are we still making Dugs? I think we're still making Dugs. I think the first husband is a Doug, but also I think he's in his forties, so maybe we aren't making Dugs anymore.
0: I don't think we are making. We're certainly not making Dugs down here.
1: Yeah, if you, I think you might be right. I, I don't know if we have very many dugs anymore. I think the youngest, the, dug,
0: the youngest doug I know is 34, like in this country.
1: Okay, let me think. Is there any other young dugs in America? Wow, that's not a good phrase. Is there any other dugs in America that are my age? Do we have Gen Z dugs? I didn't grow up with any dugs.
0: <sighs> nope.
1: No, I, think I don't getting, think we're making no, dugs anymore. We're not is making it, dugs. His father's not even Doug either. His father, his father's Greg. <laughs> like, it's not like a generational thing. They just actively chose to name him Doug sometime in the 1990s. It's
0: like It just doesn't sound good.
1: No, Doug McDermott does not sound like an NBA player, but for some reason. But he does like, sound white. He does no, sound- he does sound white. But for some reason, he's made over a hundred million dollars in his NBA career. I don't understand. He just keeps getting gigantic contracts. It was also the first move of free agency too. It was the first tweet that came in at 301 on Monday. The Spurs were so eager to give Doug McDermott forty eight million dollars. <laughs>
0: Doug McDermott looks like white male privilege.
1: I think he is I think he is the physical embodiment of white male privilege. Doug Doug McDermott. I to be fair, he did choose he did actively choose to play at Creighton with his father, which could be imp- if it weren't Creighton, it could definitely be implied by white male privilege right there. But because it's Creighton, I don't know if he gets the full points there, but you're right. Doug McDermott is Doug McDermott and Sam Bradford. both of those are just the embodiment of white privilege because Sam his Bradford'
0: he siblings have no more names.
1: Nick and Sydney don't, um, but it's just Doug. But dude, he's Doug.
0: Doug, that... <laughs> Doug, Richard McDermott.
1: Yeah, no, that's one of the lightest names I can think of. Is Doug Richard McDermott, <laughs> and now he's gonna be a spur with all those other dudes that are. Actually, they did sign a lot of white dudes this time. They got they got Zach Collins in there. They I. I'm gonna God go man, out on a limb. Yeah, he's white. God I'm going man, go limb and say, like, I was scared for a half minute there. I'm like, I'm gonna go out on a limb and say Jock is white.
0: Yeah, but he's I'm white. He's, uh, he's, he's a he's a blonde headed white guy.
1: Okay, I was I was scared for a half minute there because I was gonna go out on a limb and say he looked more like Jingles than he looks like Patty Mills.
0: Uh, yeah, he. He's better looking, Stingles. He's that's a a, a low
1: bar to set a little a little
0: little more in shape.
1: By 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 my standards, that's a low bar to hit. But apparently, Joe Ingalls' sex symbol. It's good to know that title of the podcast: Joe Ingalls' sex symbol. Morgan from Australia, yes. Warriors South and all of that wonderful. Day. I'm off Warriors
0: South. I'm onto sex symbols now.
1: You're onto sex symbol Joe Ingles, mm-hmm. and the, so you're you're gonna hop on the Utah Jazz train with. Uh,
0: no, 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 absolutely not. No, not no, I'm team. I'm no, I don't have a next team. I'm happy for Jingles' success. Long may he continue to make the playoffs and then bow out. That's fine. Um, I'd like him to go to another team that I don't Much like dislike. the
1: Australian national team. Make a nice run, then um, bow out.
0: You haven't even been watching. We have dominated. We have won all of our games. We just beat Argentina, Argentina by 30.
1: Let's pull up this Argentina roster, shall we? Because I, don't, I can't think of too many players left in, in the NBA who are – from Australia. They got Facundo Campasso, of course. Yes, the guy who got absolutely torched by the Phoenix Suns. So Campasso is there. They've oh, got... have yes, a break. We have fucking Deliver
0: Dover starting. Yeah. We're not exactly starting All-Stars here.
1: Yes, but you're starting NBA players and that can help you get to the final four in the Olympics. It's just by starting NBA players we're gonna see who else is here uh nobody else looks like uh i recognize nicolas brucino he used to be in the nba for a hot minute but i don't know i don't know where he is now yeah he was on the mavericks and the hawks for a year now he's uh now he's over in europe but whatever
0: like so many have one player one so you don't need to have five
1: all-stars sure Whatever whatever helps you sleep at night. But yes, I, you did win I, I, I don't sleep
0: at night. We know
1: this. No, you sleep in the afternoon because of your weird time zone difference. I do how
0: you sleep in the afternoon. Anyway. Yeah. Sorry. The point helps. is that you're I'm I'm going in an Olympic. In... no, I'm not going in an Olympic. You're not gonna beat us.
1: Okay. I, I will I I like my chances, but Do you
0: based on what? Your no knowledge of the Olympic Games because you haven't been watching?
1: I I do know the U S team though. I do Do know that. I mean, I know they've got six all-stars, five all NBA players. I think JaVale McGee in there somewhere and Keldon Johnson might be getting minutes on the team, but uh, Jeremy Grant is there. Oh, that's Pistons are so funny. They base some teams give a max contract to Chris Middleton and some teams give a max contract to Jeremy Grant and Kelly Olenek. just kind of depends on how the NBA works, but uh, they got Jeremy Grant in there, but other than that, they got some they got some all stars there. You know, you, you know, you got your your Drew Holidays, your Devin Booker's, Greens.
0: You don't have you don't have Devin Booker.
1: Oh, is Devin Booker gone now? That's unfortunate. He's huh?
0: He's not there. So you've got Drew Holiday, you've got Chris Middleton, you've got Draymond Green, Bam Adebayo,
1: Tatum. You got Tatum. Tatum, who's
0: not even starting.
1: Zach Levine is he not there? I don't think he's there. No, he got COVID. Uh, yeah, he got COVID. Um, obviously, Lillard and Durant are the stars, but
0: you know that's we should be at least. 20 Lillard hasn't been great. You twenty
1: point favorites? Are you kidding? <laughs> we Should be. Not... I, I hope. I hope we're twenty point favorites. Let's see. Please. Look uh, up. I beg you.
0: See. I'm going to my. US, I'm going to my betting place to look it up will have
1: U.S. Australia basketball line. Games, uh, okay, right? no, it, to be fair, it's only 15 and a half. Only 15 and a half point favorites. It's
0: 11.5 in Australia.
1: Well, of course, because more Australians are going to bet on Australia and more Americans are going to bet on the US team. Uh, according to FanDuel, it is, oh, it's moving in the other direction. It's minus 10 now. How about that? How about moving that? In your, it's, moving it's almost in your like I know what I'm talking right about here. Yeah. How about that? Australia's got a little bit of a chance here. This you know what this feels like? You know the the US playing against Iran it feel it that feels like Alabama against like the Citadel. And now we're getting into uh, Alabama versus Notre Dame. Like Australia no no crap to Australia. Wow. You're just not Alabama.
0: You're, You're not
1: Alabama. You don't understand.
0: Like, just because you wear the uniforms doesn't mean you're, like, the dream team. You're
1: not. This team of players is not very good together. Not good. You are correct, but chemistry only makes a difference when there's not this significant of a talent gap. It's when the talent gaps are a little closer that chemistry starts to come into play. It's just overwhelmingly positive in favor of the U.S., that they should win that game quite handily. Not saying they will, but they should, even with Kelden Johnson, who I imagine is not that much better than Della Vadova. Your
0: champion team will not – no, our champion team will beat your team of champions.
1: I thought you haven't won a medal yet. You no, letting... but, we, but as a team, we are going to be – we are going to win a medal. We're putting it out there. Yes. You just have to beat Fournier. That's it. No. Just shut up. We have to beat you first. Just beat Fournier and you can get a bronze. You can walk away with that beautiful bronze medal while we play Luca. If I squint, it looks gold. Yeah. Gonna You're going to play Luca. How about that? You guys are going to play Luca next.
0: Yeah, we are in the gold medal game.
1: Yeah, with potbelly Luca love it.
0: Potbelly Luka,
1: Potbelly Jingles. Just dominating. Yep. yep. Luka Doncic, who might be on the second best team in the Western Conference next year, with Potbelly and all, is going to carry the the Slovenian team like he carried the Dallas Mavericks until they ran into Kawhi Leonard. And he got hurt. And I'm still salty about that. Because they should have won.
0: Like ESPN.com is running stories on the Boomers. The first, here are some of the key takeaways from a big boomers win. Matisse Tidal's impact remains crucial. So Take this a bow. is why I don't like right. the Olympics. Take this a bow, right Dante Exum. Like the now on Team USA. Oh, well, what does this shit say? So, so I
1: imagine? I think about Dante Exum as much as I think about the, the, the speed, the, the hurdle person who ran that race that I watched yesterday.
0: If a team is going to down Team USA, who've looked mortal over recent years, it is this Australian group. That's what ESPN.com says.
1: you feel really good about yourself on that one. It's, this is, this is I'm feeling better this than, than I've
0: ever felt about it, and I've never felt good about it.
1: But Which you should. You should be feeling better than you ever have before, and also the US is probably going to win by 20.
0: No, you're not. You're not going to win by 20. That's ridiculous.
1: Ten-point favourites. Which You're I thought
0: was 20. Yeah, but that's because you can't read. You're not going to win by 20.
1: I also misjudged where the world stands on this boomer team right now. I have uh, I've misjudged where everyone stands on the Australian team that I've seen beat the U.S. now. I've watched them beat the U.S. in an exhibition game. But U.S.
0: Hmm. They know 20. they can. They know they can do it because they just did it.
1: See, and they so have no because I'm. In my mind, I'm rooting for the anarchy of the U.S. losing, like just for the anarchy of it all. I but don't you think that's want the best
0: thing for them? Like, if you are, if you may not even care about Team USA, but don't you think like that's I the said, best I thing for any Team? Of the games. Yeah. So you don't care. So then, then this is the best thing for it to happen because then maybe you and your country will care about them again because you're only going to care when they lose. You don't appreciate them when they win, and because it's expected. If they lose, yeah. maybe then they won't be playing players like whoever you fucking said before,
1: Andrew. Keldon Johnson, Keldon Johnson, <laughs> although invited like, from his squad,
0: Drew Holiday, like fair effort to make it there, like as quickly as he did after winning a championship.
1: Same with Middleton. They, Middleton, uh, didn't that Middleton
0: didn't get there
1: quickly. <laughs> Middleton's kind of just getting on the off that jet lag. So that, yeah, so he like he's like.
0: He's kind of like that guy that walks in like late to the party like, yeah, I've been here the whole time. Like, No, you haven't.
1: But it's not like they're sending bums right now. Like, the difference would be, okay, we lose. No, now Zion is going to go no, play. You know,
0: now they're jacking it up a bit because, like, yeah, we weren't going to get it done with Zach Levine.
1: <laughs> well, they didn't even get Zach Levine. Zach Levine got COVID before that, but still... Like, there's not that much you can do considering that this is where the U.S. doesn't become the global superpower anymore. This is where the change begins, is where, you know, other countries surpass the U.S. because, you know, because 40% of the players in the NBA are international.
0: Yeah, but it but it means more to them. It, means, sure. it doesn't seem to mean enough comparatively for Team USA players.
1: I feel like it means more to like Australia because they've got like five NBA players who end up being together at all of these international events. That's not
0: correct. We have more than five now.
1: Yes, thanks to Jock. Thanks to Jock and Josh. (laughs) Oh yes, of course, and Giddy. But he's he's he's
0: he's not on the team. He's on like he was twelve to play twelve in the twelve to fifteen.
1: Okay. So So we found, and... so
0: just, we found 12 players better than pick six.
1: Yeah, that's yes, theoretically, but the U S team also has like an unprecedented level of talent right now. I guess, precedented from the nineties just relative to the rest of the world, but you're right. There's no LeBron, there's no Steph Curry, there's no Zion and, you know, four of the ten best players in the league now are international, because 40% of the NBA is global. So or and they all look global, like a loaf of bread. bread. <laughs> no, just one looks like a loaf of bread. No, two of them look like a loaf of bread. Yeah. <laughs> I the, forgot top
0: Luka, Luka. the top two international players look like loaves of
1: bread. Well, well, Giannis is a chiseled god, but... Oh, yes, no, you're, you're sensitive- right, Two and three. Two and three look like loaves of bread. Two and three look like loaves of bread. And then, who else? I'm, I'm missing one here. So, LeBron, Steph, KD, Harden. Oh, Joel Embiid. Joel Embiid's international. So, yeah. He's a loaf of bread, too. <laughs> sort of. I, he... He he's comes ready. and goes. He comes and goes. It, like, every now and then he, he's eating cheeseburgers while getting massages, and then he pulls up looking like just a lean dude, like a lean seven-footer who can do windmill dunks.
0: Yeah, because, like, like, someone will call him fat, and then he'll go and do 7,000 sit-ups and take his shirt off just to
1: troll them. Yeah, because that's that's Troel Embiid. Been... Who
0: who was celebrating uh, against – I think he was, like, I don't know, cheering against the USA – The Olympics were previous like recently.
1: I assume. I mean, just 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 to be a troll from Nigeria, so that would be that would be a victory. Is watching KZ Akpala win for Team Nigeria.
0: They were also
1: Nigeria. They were scrappy. Almost forgot KZ Akpala, also Sacramento Kings legend. Uh, If you wanted to see a
0: team that, want to see a team that's not full of loaves of bread. Nigeria.
1: Nigeria, yes, that team was. Excellent and they, so many fun names.
0: They were
1: carved out of stone, and then they lost. Who did they lose to? They lost to someone pretty bad. They lost uh, to Australia. Ah, they lost to Australia. There you go. Not they very just,
0: badly. I don't think they lost to us very badly though.
1: They were re-
0: they were tough.
1: Just and uh, again, Patty Mills. We know he's really good and internet Olympic Patty Mills is another beast and. Apparently, it was too much for Olympic Gabe Vincent, who I assume will become a thing within the next 12 years. Is Olympic Gabe Vincent. I look forward to the next generation of Olympic stars. Yes, because the US nope. won't be the dominant superpower anymore.
0: Not until they care again.
1: Even then, they're losing the talent pool. I mean, yeah, sorry, Steph Curry doesn't want to play for the Olympic team. That's kind of unfortunate, but. I, I don't I don't even think losing to Australia would change their minds. I think people are kind of just indifferent to it now. I think the only thing that I think you can gain from it is oh Zion and Trey Young are going to show up now instead of Trey
0: Trey Young put his hand up and they didn't take him.
1: Yeah, no, because that's just how people. That's just t- that's the problem Team USA has that they should do an under twenty four team with like five players who are over twenty five. They should have like an under twenty five Olympic team that they send, where it becomes yeah. and
0: then and then put Draymond on there and you put whatever. Yeah, KD have, can have, go. Have like, whatever. Have five players that really want to play. Like, there, there's no reason why Trey Young shouldn't be there.
1: Yeah, well, they had a ton of guards was the reason, but that's why they put Javale in over Trey Young. Like, why did you not do that? Like, you're gonna put you're gonna put Kelvin at center. You're gonna put Bam, and I don't know. Uh, who who's the other tall after bam and draymond there's not a lot of height left on that team so he's no. just gonna he's just gonna do small ball and yeah which is unfortunate also...
0: that we lost baines because it was a point of difference that we had
1: We've also tried. trey young by olympic rules i think would die just draw drawn the fouls unfortunately i think trey young Feeble would die rules. by olympic rules yeah. yep it's not it's not going to work out well so <laughs> All right. Oh. Thank you, Morgan. I appreciate it. Thank you. you. I, I
0: appreciate you having me on this um, Australian Boomers podcast.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, Australian Boomers and the funny of NBA for Agency. We did serious NBA for Agency talk. Now we can have just the funny talk of Kelly Olinick and Doug McDermott. We had funny gigantic talk. Gigantic contracts.
0: We had my plea to Patty Mills and the Boomers. We had yes. Joe Ingles as a sex symbol. <laughs>
1: See now, I'm just trying to figure out the joke because the joke was was stubborn bleep before, um, but now I'm trying to think of what the the joke would be at the end.
0: I don't even know. I'm just I'm just thinking about Joe Ingalls.
1: Ah, uh, yes, Joe Ingalls, sex symbol, of course.
0: Oh, I've got many issues.
1: Wow. Okay. Uh, this is. I don't want to dig too deep down that rabbit hole. Is this but, not uh, therapy? I don't know. I mean, I talk about Joe Ingalls in therapy, so I think we're somewhere we're somewhere close in the middle there. I think that you should pay extra if your
0: problems include Joe Ingalls in therapy.
1: Yeah, no, I I, I talk about Joe Ingalls. That's just what goes on in my mind all day. is just jingles and and weird nicknames and you know my my obsession with Dan Levitard and the fact that I got super excited just by having my viral meme that turned into again. Spent two and a half hours creating a 10 act play uh, or a 10 act movie of justin herbert and zach wilson kind of recreating the karate kid on disney channel and this is why i need therapy that right the, there that, you know what it sounds therapy. like
0: too much work like no I, it does like i understand the the excitement i had i'm out of the group of people that I podcast with on our After Hours, I'm probably the last person to have got a show retweet. And it happened this week and it was just about Greg Cody. And, <laughs> and it wasn't even that funny, but I guess it was the timing because they wanted to get attention to the YouTube channel. It was when they were doing the um, Marlins-Yankees watch thing and yeah. and Dan had been not Dan wasn't on the Zoom call, but had just been calling Greg's home phone and mobile phone.
1: That was excellent. And that was I, excellent. I was
0: I was crying laughing, and he's like gesturing at his wife who has a broken leg to go and turn the phone off. And so stuff. you were the
1: per- were you the person who tweeted like he's yeah. already had his phone called seven times? Yeah, that was me. So I watched the the watch party the next day, and I had seen your tweets. And so I was like counting as it went along. Oh, one, two, three, four. Oh, now his cell phone, five, six. I think
0: when I sent it, like I was exaggerating, but it just didn't stop. I couldn't stop laughing. It was so funny. He just had no idea what to do. And you, like you just knew it was Dan the whole time. <laughs>
1: I did. I did know it was Dan. I was like, oh, Dan's watching this because he's making the calls right now. <laughs> so great. So, but it's always the first one was real and then after that it's just Dan calling over and over and over again. Oh, God.
0: Yeah. Anyway, so congratulations to both of us on our show <laughs> retweets. We need to get a lot. Yes,
1: things, things that we care about way too much. Way too much. But it was, again, I wrote a high for two hours right into this podcast because I, I'm going to save that in my phone for the rest of time that they mentioned my joke. My joke. No one was saying it before me. Nobody was saying it. And I was on NFL Draft Day, saw the picture of, of Zach Wilson in that suit and that picture in the mirror. I'm like, oh, he looks like the villain in, in Justin Herbert's Disney Channel movie. And I made that joke and it went viral twice. And we made a 10-act play. And it ended up going on the Levitard show. So you know what? That's the highlight of my day. And the most, I forgot, the most popular podcast we've ever done other than the day Kobe Bryant died, which is not one that I want to celebrate as the most popular podcast we've ever had.
0: Well, look, I don't want to rain on your parade, but Sunmin Kimes liked six of my Instagram photos within one
1: minute. (laughs) 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 God damn it, I can't top that.
0: And I've got the screenshot to prove it. I don't know no. why I don't know. I don't know what made her go there but she liked maybe she just liked my first six photos
1: nope. Well, I can't top that. if if Mina Kimes' mom for people who might be listening, because I don't know if this is gonna make it in. By the way, forgot to mention, Lower After Hours, Blue Wire Pods, check it out. Um, check
0: it out. Check out the Mina Kimes podcast.
1: Where, yes, um I I, with...
0: I um oh no no no. Check out Lena, Mina on our podcast where oh. I became a raving lunatic who didn't know how to speak properly because I was so nervous a crazy bleep
1: basically a stubborn bleep all of a sudden no no no
0: I wasn't stubborn I was just so nervous and and I was in the presence of greatness in Mina um anyway and then afterwards Sun Min tweeted at me and said it was lovely to hear my voice which was another great day but then she follows me on Instagram and she likes six of my photos on Monday
1: I've got like 50,000 followers. I would trade all of that just for a Sunman retweet. Just for one Sunman times retweet. I would trade it all in. <laughs>
0: she really is just
1: a breath of fresh air. Yes. Yep. Anyway, no, so yep. sorry. Twitter something. personality in the world. <laughs> Thank you. I, I feel really good about that. Yes. I not at re- see? No, hang on. Did you re- see last week? On the air.
0: Last week, Sun Min commented on a photo of Roger Bennett and Mina and said, my two favorite people. <laughs> and her son replied and was like, she won't even apologize for this.
1: <laughs> and, she, and she just liked his post. She didn't even respond. <laughs> She's a savage. She That's doesn't give a so shit. good. That's oh, so good. It was hilarious.
0: I couldn't stop laughing.
1: <laughs> I knew immediately where you were going with that because My poor Isaac. She has a
0: son. I like he quote when it, it's like the saddest thing about this is she won't even apologise for posting it.
1: She didn't <laughs> that's so good that's so like good. elite
0: troll level
1: elite Yes. no no these, these are the things I love these, not sports obsessed I, I'm constantly thinking about Joe Ingalls and, and that is what I live for more than anything else is just Sudman Kimes tweets and you know banter back and forth between the Levitard show I live for your life Basically, I live for your life as an a as a, a, a an F list celebrity or a G list celebrity in, in the this weird sphere of the Levitard cult that we reside. It's
0: A, a list celebrity who can yeah. get a response from Parakeet Cortez. That's it.
1: And have and has access to the bat phone. The bat phone gives yes. you credibility, though. I, yeah,
0: yeah. I've I've got it. I I haven't called it recently, but one day. One day well, I I've don't. Called. I
1: don't know if they do calls anymore, though. They that's don't the do calls
0: anymore, that. but yeah, like it'll ring. It's still. I know it's still connected. I've called it once.
1: But that phone, the bat phone, gives you cred in this in this Levitard show sphere that we exist in. The bat phone gives you some street cred.
0: Yeah, when they when they trust you enough to give you the phone number that they give to guests, um, I think that that's that says. Maybe you're not a psychopath.
1: Maybe. You're not a psychopath, and you're a little bit of a celebrity. And I wish I could reside in that world around the Levitard show, but all I can settle for now is just hiding in the shadows and having Dan talk about my content on the air, which is honestly a career highlight.
0: A you know what? No, nah, I'd take that because Dan's never spoken to me or paid attention to me at all. I spoke to Stu once. Me either. I spoke, he hasn't, done done I, I, I spoke, if he hasn't talked time. about me. Nothing. But I spoke to Stu once, and that's as high as I've
1: gotten up the totem pole. So you've gotten the stew. Multiple yeah, I call, because their, their, first,
0: their first Twitch, I called the bat phone during it. And Mike <laughs> and answered, so I caught on the Twitch. <laughs> That's
1: good. That's and, so good. Like, I don't know why.
0: I just I got the carriage from somewhere. And I was like, I'm
1: just going to do it. I'm
0: just going to do it. So it's called. Just called and, call that
1: phone. and it got through. You got yeah. through onto the line. Yeah. That's that's awesome. See, that's that's the kind of power I wish to have in the world: it's the ability to have a direct access to Mike Ryan and Chris Cody anytime I want.
0: You can't just damn him.
1: I, I, you think I haven't? You think <laughs> I haven't done it from my Instagram account with fifty thousand followers? I still get ghosted. I have created a bingo board with the Levitard show and been ghosted. Actually, Juju responded one time with it, and I got retweeted by the Grid of Death account. But I have been ghosted many a times by one Mike Ryan Ruiz.
0: You got to get Mike at the right time or on the right topic.
1: But sure, Roy, will, just, re- me-
0: Roy will reply if he likes you. <laughs> if he doesn't, he's just going to annoy you forever.
1: I don't know. I don't know if and I don't know what the uh, what the level of credibility is to have on that, but some way, shape or form. I, I will take this victory today. It's not me personally, but it's my content from my brain. I is know I came you up produced? with a joke.
0: Yeah, no, yes, that's yours. It is
1: my content that went viral and it now is part of just pop culture. Just pop culture associates Zach Wilson with being the villain in a Disney Channel original movie starring Justin Herbert. Uh, with 25 characters that we created afterwards uh, including Matt Ryan just being the referee who just wants a good clean fight so basically that's that's what he looks like 100 percent that was my favorite one of all of them um, yeah also Ryan Fitzmagic magic is in there somewhere I forgot what he does now but yeah it was fun anyway thank you Morgan
0: <laughs> that's okay the Saints signed quan Alexander today, too uh,
1: okay the end. Um, yeah <laughs> the end.
0: Yeah, and Jameis James Winston's taking QB1 reps.
1: Great. Yeah, Jameis Winston, good on him. Also, the- Rodrigo Blankenship gets bullied. That was kind of a neat <laughs> thing I did to him, but he does look like he gets bullied. Him and Scotty Miller both look he, like they get this, bullied.
0: Honestly, honestly, Rodrigo Blankenship joined the football team just so he could eat his lunch and not have someone beat him up for it.
1: Yep, and then hit a couple 50-yard field goals now and then. That's...
0: Yeah. He... Yeah. Uh, that I ever since he played in college I was obsessed with him because I was like it takes some kind of balls to just look like that and not give a fuck and just wear those glasses and not
1: care. And have Star Wars collectibles that you actively share on podcasts. Um, he, I think he has an Instagram account dedicated to it too. Um with his Star Wars action figures. Yes. I think you I think you're right. I think he did just join the football team to to not get bullied in high school.
0: Yeah, well, bad luck. We're still going to bully
1: you. Yes, now because you're the NFL's. Now you're the NFL's nerd. Unfortunately, so yeah. Good luck to him. Thank you again. Lower after hours. Check it out.
0: Yeah, check us out. Hit me up on Twitter when Australia win. You want to apologize? Thanks. Bye.
1: I will. I will. I will give my full apologies to you in in full form. If yes, I want a thread.
0: Winning. I don't want just one tweet. Multiple. Thanks.
1: See, now you've given me something to root for, and it's root for Alabama, basically. You've given me reason to root for Alabama, and I don't like that. Nobody wants to root for Alabama. You are correct, but only when they're playing Notre Dame. Only when they're against Notre Dame. I will love to watch Notre Dame suffer. (laughs) Thank you for listening to Believe.